0: Welcome to A Message of Grace. In today's world, the uncertainty of world events often generate fear and anxiety in us, as it often did in the times long past. Pastor Bruce Gellhorn examines ways to quiet our fears and deal with our anxieties. Let's listen.
1: The prophet Joel prophesied somewhere between 930 BC and 722 BC, in the southern kingdom of Judah. He is considered one of the minor prophets, not because he was minor in terms of importance, but because his book is short. This prophecy that you would hear today was really intended to be used in public worship. It is a poetic, liturgical reading that is meant to be spoken on the occasion of a feast day, like Thanksgiving. So it is appropriate that we use it today. It's also interesting that the reading begins with the admonition, don't be afraid. Let us
0: listen. A reading from the book of Joel. Do not fear, O soil, be glad and rejoice. For the Lord has done great things. Do not fear, you animals of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness are green. The tree bears its fruit, the fig tree and vine give their full yield. O children of Zion, be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the later rain as before. The threshing floors shall be full of grain, the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army which I sent against you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I, the Lord, am your God, and there is no other. And my people shall never again be put to shame. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the Church. Thanks be to God.
1: Move forward some thousand years for our second reading. The first century A.D. And the Apostle Paul writes this letter not to a church, which most of his letters are in the New Testament, to a church with an issue. Imagine that, a church with an issue. But this letter is written to an individual, a young pastor. And Paul is trying to give this young pastor some direction and guidance. And his words are invite, of advice are to pray. Namely, firstly and foremost, the importance of prayer. And secondly, he lifts up the heart of God. And the heart of God is that God wants to save everyone. Let us listen.
0: A reading from 1 Timothy. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and for all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, there is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus, himself human, who gave himself a ransom for all. This was attested at the right time. For this I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Be to God.
1: The Holy Gospel according to the sixth chapter of St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Creator feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add one minute to their span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O people of little faith, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek all these things, and your heavenly Creator knows that you need them all. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You know, in terms of Canadian history, Thanksgiving in this country was first celebrated in 1578 when the English navigator Martin Frobisher landed on Newfoundland and the Thanksgiving that they gave thanks to God for was making it safe across the ocean. Our Thanksgiving Day over the years has kind of bounced around and in 1957, Parliament set it as the second Monday in October, and they set it as aside, a day aside to give God thanks for the harvest, for the land, for the fruits of the land. It's a day to give thanks. Now, when we heard the reading of the Scripture texts for this day, and those are for Series B, which we're in the prescribed readings for Thanksgiving, Um, I think we should play Bobby McFerrin's song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Yeah? No? How many of you know that song? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the, the gospel, don't worry about what you wear, don't worry about what you eat, don't worry about what you drink. It would really seem more appropriate to sing that today, right? Don't worry, be happy. And in our first reading, the Old Testament prophet Joel also encourages us, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. This biblical theme of don't be afraid starts in the Old Testament thousands of years ago and continues on through the time of Christ and continues on till this day and age too. those words of don't be anxious, don't be afraid. There is much to be anxious and afraid of. NAFTA was finally signed this past week. I'm not sure what the new agreement, the USMCA, will look like or what it will play itself out like. We hear the children thank God for weather, but we know there's extreme weather, and the scientists are telling us that that's a result of human activity, of climate change. It's been said that we live in the best of times and the worst of times. No other time in history has it ever been better for humanity than now. And no other time in history has it been worse for this green-blue ball we call Earth than now. We live in the best of times and the worst of times. And there is much to be worried about, to be anxious about, to be afraid of. And yet each generation thinks that they have it the toughest. Every generation, we've got it worse than you guys. No, we've got it worse than you. You go back through history, and every generation thinks that they've got it the worst. The truth is that fear and anxiety transcend the generations. Fear and anxiety. Joel talked about it 3,000 years ago in our first reading, Don't be afraid. Jesus talks about it to his followers, don't be afraid or anxious. It's a theme that runs throughout the scriptures. When Jesus was born and in Bethlehem and the angels appear to the shepherds, and the shepherds are rough, tough, ready lot. They're scared out of their wits, they dive in hiding behind rocks, and the first words the angel says are Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And when Jesus dies and rises from the grave and the women go to the tomb, once again there's an angel and the angel says to them, don't be afraid. You seek Jesus of Nazareth. He is not here. See where they laid him. Don't be afraid. Now the New Testament was written in Greek. And the New Testament word for anxious has the same root as the New Testament word to divide. And interesting, is it not? The Greek root that makes up the word "anxious" is the same root as the word that makes up "divide" in the Greek. And you know what? Is that not truth? Doesn't fear and anxiety divide us? It divides our thoughts, divides our energies. And it ends up consuming us. But in our gospel today, Jesus reminds us that God provides. God provides. He also says to us that uh, anxiety is useless because you can't even add one minute to your life by worrying. And in fact, the medical people tell us that if you worry too much, you'll take away minutes, hours, and days from your life with your worry. And Jesus says, don't worry about anticipated problems. Today's problems are enough for today. And we know the reality of that too, because the anticipated problems, sometimes they never come to be. Jesus comes to us today telling us, don't worry. Don't worry. If we're worried, we're supposed to focus on what we have, not focus on what we don't have. To focus on our faith. Not our fears. To know that no matter what happens, even death, that we are safe in God's hand. A few years back, I went to visit one of our members who was in the hospital dying. I went to visit her thinking that I was going there to build her up and to offer ministry, and as happens so often, she builds me up and offers me ministry. Many many years before she had had some heart surgery and she had lived 10 years past the time they told her she'd be able to live. And when I went to visit her she said, "It's okay. I've had a long life. I've had 10 bonus years. I'm ready to go home." You know, and and that's the greatest thing that I can think of to give God thanks for today. The greatest thing I can think of to give God thanks is that no matter what happens, we are safe in God's hand. That nothing can separate us from the love of God. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to A Message of Grace. If you would like more information on our congregation, and how we can be of service to you, please visit our website at www.gracelutheran.ca or check us out on Facebook. Peace be with you.